I welcome everybody listening to our service this morning, wherever you are. May God bless you where you are. Welkom allemaal wat ook inluister. Mag die Heere by ons wees vanmorgen op hierdie mooie sondagochtend. Our commencing word is this special word from Psalm 95. Listen to this uh, adoration. It's actually a call to worship God. Psalm 95 roep ons half op om voor die Heere te kom. En dit is met hierdie gesintheid wat ons vanmorgen kom. Kom ons val in eer betoon voor hom neer. Kom ons buig. Kom ons kniel voor die Heere ons skepper. Hy is ons God en ons is sy volk. Sy kudde, sy skape, dier sy hand versorg. Dis wat ek en jy is in die Heere. Ons is God, sy kudde, sy skape, al hierdie mooie metafore, sy kinders. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For He is our God. We are the people He watches over, the flock under His care. So God invites you and me when He blesses us as His folk and say, welcome, children of God, and receive the blessing of the triune God. God who is our Father, Jesus, our Savior, and the Holy Spirit, our comforter and hope. Die drie enige God nooi jou in, in die middel van sy hart, en sy jou wil seen, God die Vader, die Seen, en die Heilige Gees. Amen. Amen. Let us remind ourselves when we listen to a praise hymn, Andres is going to sing it for us, that Jesus is the light of the world. And he came and he stepped down into the darkness of this world. And then he opened everybody's eyes to see. Lig van die wereld, wat skyn in alle duisternis. En hy kom maak dit lig. En hy kom wees vir ons wat liefde is. Dis ons loflied vanmorgen. Kom ons luister daarna. Light of the world, you stepped down into darkness. Opened my eyes, let me see Beauty that made this heart adore you Hope of a life spent with you Here I am to worship Here I am to bow down Here I am to say that you're my God you're altogether lovely, altogether worthy, altogether wonderful to me. Look 
van die wereld is geen in my duisternis. Nou kan ek sien wie u is. Liefde wat maak dat ek u wil ken hier, by u elk oomblik wil wees. Voor u wil ek my neerbuig, u wil ek aanbid en u wil ek verheerlik as my Heer. Want u alleen is waardig, heilig en rechtvaardig. U is so genadig, so goed vir my. En nooit besef hoe u gelei het, daar aan die kruis was als vir my. I'll never know how much it cost to see my sin upon that cross. Here I am to worship, here I am to bow down, here I am to say that you're my God. You're altogether lovely, altogether worthy, altogether wonderful to ons om vir die Heere te sê hoe wonderlik hy is en dit is een mooie definitie van aanbidding om vir God te vertel hoe wonderlik hy is here we are to worship, here we are to bow down, here we are to say, you are my God as normal when we come together on a Sunday morning we, we also give some time for contemplation and the contemplation this morning is all about a reminder of how important you and I, how important we are for God and to what lengths he went to show his love to us. At Johannes 10, hoor ons die volgende bevestiging van hoe kostbaar is ons vir God. Luister nou na, Johannes 10 Vers 28 en 29 Ek gee die eeuwige lewe en hulle sal in alle eeuwigheid nooit verloren gaan nie. Niemand sal hulle uit my hand druk nie. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one can snatch them away from me. Die wat die vader my gegeet, is die belangrijkste van allemaal en niemand kan hulle uit die hand van die vader ruk nie. For my father has given them to me and he is more powerful than anyone else. No one can snatch them from the father's hand. So what emotion, what thoughts come into your mind this morning if you know that you are so important for God that nothing can snatch you from His hands, His love, His kindness, His blessings. 
Wat sê dit vir jou vanmorgen? Hoe voel jij als jij dit vanmorgen hoor? Dat die eeuwige leven wat God voor ons gee, kan nooit ophouden. En niemand kan het van ons wegnemen. Hoe wil jij daar reageren? How would you like to respond to this, this specific morning? What personal prayer do you want to pray? How do you want to respond to this beautiful knowledge that you are so special and that God cares for us and this is an eternal caring, never ending, unconditional, never, never will it stop. I give you and me a few moments, just chance, to contemplate on, on this and how we want to respond to God. Let us bow our heads in silent prayer. Heavenly Father, how can we fathom the deepness of your love and grace in our lives? We don't know how to respond. We try and we give ourselves, but we also fail so many times. But thank you for the confirmation and the affirmation in our lives this morning that nobody can snatch us away from the powerful love you have for us. And that this is our security and our hope that we are safe in the comfort of your protection and care. Jumelse Vader, om te weet dat u vir ons so lief is, dat ons nooit verloren sal gaan, dat hierdie bevestiging in die woord vermoorde, dat niemand ons uit die hand kan ruk nie, en dat ons die belangrijkste is van allemaal, en dat u ons vader is, en dat u ons onvoorwaardelijk lief het, Dit inspireer ons vanmorgen en het roep ons weer tot een nieuwe oorgave. En ons doen het graag, Heere. Al is het voor die hoeveelste keer, sê ons weer, hier is ek, Heere. Hier is ek, u kind. Ek hoor u roepstem, ek aanvaar u liefde en ek gee daartoe oor. Sê in ons, met hier die wete en hier die mooie dag. Amen.
om Jesus te eer is een van ons grootste voorrechten als Godse kinders. En het wordt ons geloofsbeleidnis vanmorgen, waar ons luister naar die lied Heilige Jesus, lied 168. En hij is die Heer van die Heere en hij is verhoog boe alles, boe die hemel troon. Our confession of our faith this morning comes when we listen to Fairest Lord Jesus, ruler over all of nature, O oh, thou of God and man the Son, let us confess our faith while listening to this hymn. Testament in uh, Exodus chapter 17 comes our scripture reading, that very familiar and famous happening in the history of Israel, where they were thirsty and God provided uh, water through a rock. So kom ons lees vanmorgen weer uit Exodus 17, hierdie bekende verhaal, en dit is soos 
vooral ons maar oor en oor kan hoor en weer daaruit kan lees en elke keer inspiratie daaruit kan put. Water uit die rots. Die Israëlieten is van die sinwoestijn af weg en die Heere het hulle geleid totdat hulle by Revedim uitgekom het. Daar was echter niet genoeg water voor die volk om te drinken. Die volk het met Mozes gestry. Hulle het van hom, ges, van hom geëis. Ons wil water hee om te drink. Maar Mozes het vir hulle geantwoord. Waarom stry jullie met mij? Waarom tart jullie die Heere? Hulle was echter baie doors en het weer naar Mozes toe gegaan en teen hom uitgevaar. Waarom het jij ons en ons kinders en ons vee uit Egypte laat trek om hier van dorst dood te gaan? Mooses het toe by die Heere gesoebat. Wat moet ik met hierdie volk maak? Hulle gaan my sonder die minste, sonder die minste aanmoediging met klippe doodgooi. Die Heere het vir Mooses gesê, Vat die stok waarmee jij op die Nijlrivier geslaan het, ga naar die volk toe en vat een klomp van die oudste mannen samen met jou. Slaan met jouw stok op die rots bij Horeb. Ik sta daar in wacht voor jou. Daar zal water uit die rots komen dat die volk kan drinken. Mozes heeft toen precies niet zo so gemaakt, terwijl die oudste mannen staan en kijken. Mozes het daar die plek toe Massa en Meriba genoemd, want die Israëlieten het daar met Mozes risie gemaakt, hulle het die Heere uitgetaard toe hulle gevraagd, gaan die Heere ons ooit helpen? At the Lord's command, the whole community of Israel left the wilderness of sin, and moved from, from place to place. Eventually, they camped at Rephidim, but there was no water there for the people to drink. So, once more the people complained against Moses. Give us water to drink, they demanded. Quiet, Moses replied. Why are you complaining against me? And why are you testing the Lord? But tormented by thirst, they continue to argue with Moses. Why did you bring us out of Egypt? Are you trying to kill us, our children, and our livestock with thirst? Then Moses cried out to the Lord, What shall I do with these people? They are ready to stone me. The Lord said to Moses, Walk out in front of the people. Take your staff, the one you'd used when you struck the water of the Nile, and call some of the elders of Israel to join you. I will stand before you on the rock at Mount Sinai. Strike the rock and water will come gushing out. Then the people will be able to drink. So Moses struck the rock, 
as he was told, and water gushed out as the elders looked on. Moses named the place Massa, which means test, and Meribah, which means arguing, because the people of Israel argued with Moses and tested the Lord by saying, Is the Lord here with us or not? Here ends our scripture reading with this very apt question. Is the Lord here with us or not? And this is God's word to you and me this morning. From this word, hopefully God will inspire us and give us the good news today. Amen? Amen. This is... A repetitive story of Israel, isn't it? That they, they go through difficult times, they call upon God, and God answers. So this is just one of the many examples in Scripture where the, the lack of water becomes a, a symbolism of God's care, God's protection, but also God's provision. So, lieve broer en sister, uit, uit hierdie baie herhalende gebeurtenisse van mense wat doorzet nie, water het nie, en aan God kom en voorsien, word een geleentheid waarin ek en jy altyd kan sien, dat God voorsien, God antwoord, en God tree in op die rechte tyd. So, for us, the challenge is to stay with God. The challenge for us, even in our circumstances today, is the challenge that we often ask, is the Lord here with us or not? Has God forsaken me? Does that sound familiar to you? Maybe we don't express it in that way because we feel sometimes feel guilty isn't it that we say no I won't say it aloud but I think it I think that God left me but it is not appropriate for a believer to say things out loud but we think it so it is a repetitive theme and then the message comes that every rock, and now you can read into rock your own difficult circumstances. It might be an illness, it might be a mourning period, it might be um, a position of uh, loss of a job, or just put your own life in that symbol of a rock. And the message that God wants to provide, uh, convey to you and me today is that every rock, every difficult situation, becomes an opportunity for God. And it is an opportunity for God's provision. And this is 
the simple message this morning, but it's also the difficult message. It is easier said than done, isn't it? Dis baie makkelijk om te sê, oe, elke rots woord a geleentheid, want het klink so goed, en het klink so geloofig, en het klink so, oe ja, dit is, dit is een mooi ding om te sê. Maar dit is die waarheid. Want, dit gebeur. Let's just go and look at two examples in the history and in the recent history of the Israelites. And then you and I can also think about our recent past and how God provided in the difficult situations that we thought there were, there were no answers. The opportunity came if we look at Abram and Hagar. You know their story? Abram had this Egyptian slave, Hagar, and his wife Sarah, and they couldn't have children, so um, Sarah gave uh, Hagar to Abram to have a child. She had a child called Ishmael, and then she also were fortunate to have a child, Isaac, and then she chased Hagar away. Now she is in the desert. And in the desert, she's thirsty. And I read from uh, Genesis chapter 21, just the fo following. So, then God opened Hagar's eyes and she saw a well of water. She went to fill the skin bag with water and gave water to the child, that is Ishmael. God was with her and the child as he grew up. He lived in the desert and was skillful with a bow and arrow. That's just in the recent past history of the Israelites. Abraham and Sarah. Die hele dilemma van Sarah wat nie kind kan hee nie, en dan gee Sarah vir Hagar, vir Abraham, hy, uh, sy word swanger, sy kry kind, later word uh, Sarah self swanger, sy kry vir Isaac, sy beklei met Hagar, jaag vir Hagar weg, Hagar sit in die woestijn, sy het geen uitkomst nie, sy is doors, en sy roep na God, en God geef haar water, in een velsak, en sy nie kind leef in die woestijn, oorleef in die woestijn, en kry sekere vaardighede, so this is the first story. So the Israelites complaining at this specific situation knew about this. They knew in all rock situations, all difficult situations, God will provide. Second one, Samson. He was God's chosen one. And... Uh, he was fighting the Philistines and he was fighting with them 
with the jawbone of a donkey remembered and that terrible thing that he killed a thousand men and God was with him because God gave him the power to do that and just after that this very success story of God using him to to win the battle against the Philistines he's thirsty no water and then we read then Samson became very thirsty so he called to the Lord and say, said you gave me the great victory I am now going to die of thirst and be captured by these heathens then God opened a hollow place in the ground there at Lehi and water came gushing out Samson drank it and began to feel much better so he called that spring I called and God answered and it's still there today second example Simpson hier die wonderlijke sterk man wat sy kracht van God kry wat die Philistijne verslaan net daarna is hy in een positie van droogte en doors en God kom by een plek lehi en hy voorsien voor hom, omdat hij naar hom geroep het en dat is water en hij noemt die plek roepingsfontein ek het naar God geroep en God het my geantwoord so the Israelites knew these two stories and other stories of God's provision but what do they do they decided to argue with Moses and to test God This is our typical human story. Isn't that so? As ons in een moeilijkheid kom, dan in plaas daarvan dat ons terug gaan en dink hoe God voorsien het en met geloof en verwachting oopwees en te sê, God kom voorsien weer, nie, verkies ons eerder om weer op ons ouwe manier kies aan te gaan, ons beklei en ons strui met God. But that's okay because God allows us to argue with him God allows us to be honest with him God doesn't want us to be dishonest or pretend in our faith we can be honest but if we can just remember that all rock situations become the opportunity for God to provide and to be with us so what is the message that you and I should take from this history and this scripture reading this morning in the drought in hardships, in illness in loss hard rock times God is there his presence never left us God is with you and me always that's why he called his son Emmanuel God with us so God will never forsake us and and through the thirst 
there's always hope. Daar is altijd een geleentheid van hoop in een krisistijd. Want dit is niet oor ons nie, die hoop is gevestigd op hoe God hierdie situasie kan verander. Die hoop en die geloof en die vertrouwen is, hoe gaan God ingryp in hierdie dinge wat ek nie kan verstaan? Secondly, the invitation for you and me from this scripture reading comes in terms of uh, the answer. The opportunity for an answer is closer to us than we think. We think, or as the Israelites, we are thirsty, God will now have to take us away or whatever, take us out of this situation. It was close by, it was in the rock. It was only the rock that had to be opened. So I was thinking about this this week and I thought, sometimes we seek answers far away and the answer is here, close to us. Closer than we think. The answer sometimes lies in the rock. It is just for us to be open to see the opportunities that God gave us. So the the answer is eindelijk eenvoudig. God doesn't give a very difficult uh, thing for Moses to do. He just says, take your stick, the same one you used when you opened the water, when I opened the water uh, of the Nile River, and strike the rock. Sometimes we think solutions must come from far away or from another place. But God already gave the solution maybe. It's in front of us. We must just open our eyes. Betekker is ons verwachting dat dit te ver is. So, the invitation through this scripture reading comes to you and me this morning just to say, listen, what is close to me so that I might see the answer that God gives me? Then if we, if we dissect this whole symbolism of the story further, we know that it is the same stick that Moses used to open up the Nile River so that the Israelites could could uh, journey through it without any hassles. Misschien het ons al klaar iets. Wat in die verlede het die Heere al klaar vir jou gegee soos die stok vir Moses, sy kiri waarop hy geslaan het toe die water oopgegaan het? Wat het die Heere dalk al vir jou en vir my in die verlede geleer in ons geloof? Wat is nou weer kan aanwend in hierdie nieuwe situasie waarmee ons sikkel? What is the wisdom that we already have from past experiences? What is the faith or the knowledge 
and the experience that you already have from past experiences of difficulties. Can you and I not apply that same principles maybe or that same ideas to the new situation that, that becomes difficult? I'm sure you and I, we have a stick of faith because of our walk with God in the past. Maybe we've just hidden it away. Wat ons hierdie stok wat, wat van Mooses, wat soos van Mooses, wat ons uit die verlede geleer het, wat ons dit gaan bear? Because faith means also looking back and seeing the provision of God in the past and honor that. And then we gather all the hope and the faith that we have that we say, because God provided in the past, He will as well in the future. The act in the past becomes a motivation for trust in the present. Dan, moet ek en jy onthou een rotsgeleentheid is altyd het tyd vergroei. Ou, Mooses sê in hierdie gedeelte, die mense het, het die Heere getoets. Maar positief gesien, is, is hierdie toets, want hy, hy noem dan ook hierdie plek, Massa, wat toets beteken, en Mariba, wat argumenteer beteken. So, het is alles deel van geloof. Part and parcel of faith is to argue and to test. God allows that. God allows us to be honest with him. Go and read all the Psalms and you will hear a repetitive theme that they ask. Why God? Why is this happening to me? Show me. When will my hardships end? Go and read that, because that's typical human. Actually, God invites us to do that. But to do that with a faith that I am going to grow through this experience. Whatever is difficult, it might be not a testing for God, but a test for me. An opportunity to grow. Dit wordt een geleentheid voor groei. Voor geestelijke groei. The last invitation I want to share with you this morning as you and I contemplate about this beautiful scripture piece is that although people tested God, although they argued, although they lost perspe perspective about the past, although they forgot about all the provision in, uh, uh, in the past that God gave them so abundantly. 
God is still gracious and the water flows he hits the rock and the water flows it's unconditional it's grace in the form of a simple essential gift of water God is the gracious God the Israelites do not deserve to be cared for because they often go back on their tracks of arguing, of testing, of uh, moving away from God, from disbelief, whatever. But God always acts graciously. You and I do not understand that. That's the whole thing of grace. Ons sal nooit genade verstaan nie, maar die story eindig genadiglik ook met voorsiening. Die water vloei, die antwoord kom, God is genadig, onverdiend, ek en jy verdien het nie. Dis genade op genade, genade sal groei, genade sal groot word, want God is in die beesigheid van genade. Ek en jy kan dit nie verstaan nie. Maar ons kan elke keer terugkom en elke keer sal God vir ons voorsien. Dis die mooi van hierdie liefdevolle God. Daar is altyd water. Ongeacht hoeveel keer ek en jy murmureer, kla, ongelukkig wees, van God af wegstap. Die oomlik, as ek en jy na om te roep, dan kom maar water. Dan word ons lewe, soos die van Simpson, roepingsfontein. Godse genade, sal nooit ophou nie. Weer het verochend in jou lewe. There is never an end to God's grace. And that is part and parcel of grace. Grace is never ending. We can come back to God over and over again. We can make mistakes over and over again as we come to God. This we will never understand because this is God. This is not a human being. We have limits. God never has limits. We, we say, I will forgive but never forget. God says, I forget already and I forgive always. This is mind-boggling. And this is faith. And this is the God. Eat your rock today. Keep on asking. God will answer. God will provide. That's his business because he's gracious. Amen? Amen. Let us thank God for the grace of this beautiful story. Here, as ons dink oor genade, dan kan ons dit nie verstaan. As ons genade soek, dan kry ons dit. As ons 
op een rood slaan en kwaad is en argumenteer en u toets dan kom je die antwoord elke keer voor ons ons besef net vanmorgen hoe nietig en klein ons voor u genade is en al ons kan daar oor kan reageer is om te sê dankie Heere dat u voor ons zo so lief is Lord God your grace is unfathomable your kindness invites us into a beautiful relationship with you although we feel guilty because we act like typical Israelites we argue and we test you and we call upon you and we forget and we do all those human things but thank you that you are God and that your grace is bigger than any complaint and thank you that every time from the rock the water will gush and we will not be thirsty because you provide you are our God to you be the glory now and forever Amen our closing hymn is the beautiful amazing grace let us listen to that and sing along even in our hearts if we can't sing out loud.
kind van God, ontvang die zien van de Jere. Want die Jere zal voor jou zien en hij zal jou beschermen. Die Jere zal tot jou reden verschijnen en voor jou baie genadig wees. Die Jere zal al jouw gebieden verhoor en hij zal voor jou vrede geven. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord protect you. May the Lord always smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor. And above all, may the Lord give you his peace. Amen.